This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Botox Cosmetic. Out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Happened in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last. Welcome along on this International Women's Day. Um, 
I just hope, I just hope that these ladies don't forget the rest of the year is still for us men. You know, we're allowing you one day. So, you know, don't don't get any ideas. <laughs> I'm going to get killed today, especially with my new guest host, I'll tell you. It's the weekend roundup. Good evening to you all. I hope you are all well and basking in the glory of two clean sheets on the trot and two wins. I think October, November last time we did that. My God, it seems ages ago, doesn't it? It's Lester Till I Die. We're on YouTube, but please uh, get over there. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the channel, Lester Till I Die TV, and smash those likes for the video. Thank you very much. And if you're listening on Catch Up uh, on the podcast, um, favourite podcast platform, they're all up there, just there. Uh, give us a, thank you for listening as well. This is where you can find us. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Broadcasting live worldwide. Is that is where we are? Say good evening to Doug. How the devil are you, sir? Um, and he also uh, again with me saying happy International Women's Day. Uh, talking of which, hello, Kate, <laughs> tuning in even when Daniel's not on. Well, hey, shh, don't tell him, nobody watches this, he'll never know. He, he'll never know. Um, it is the weekend roundup, and I am really pleased to say that I've got a new co presenter that's joining us, and it is Louise. Good evening, Louise. How are you? I'm really well, thanks. Good, good, good. Uh, welcome along and thanks for joining us. And I'm sure you're going to keep it me in my place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, just, already... we, let you think. we let you think you have the rest of the year. But yeah. This is it. This is totally true. I've, I've, I've written a list of things I can't say down there and <laughs> swear words. So <laughs> we'll carry on. Um, Kate, uh, yeah, Kate last. Kate. Um, you've probably seen her in the chat, Louise. She's um, uh, the Burnley podcaster down at Turfmore House TV, his uh, his other half. And she keeps him in his place, I'll tell you. And uh, Doug, Doug out Football Channel, great channel. Get over there and give him a follow. You might need uh, to put subtitles on because he is Scottish. But um, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, there we go. Hope, hope COVID isn't doing you too much harm, Doug, and you're coping all right. Oh, you got COVID. Oh, yes, you have, Doug, haven't you? I had forgotten. I had forgotten. Get well soon, Doug. Get well soon. You know, COVID, I've got to be honest with you, almost as bad as man flu, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It exists. I have got some official from Sainsbury's man flu lozenges, so it does exist. Anyway, let's have a look at the the weekend action because there was some. Um, we're going to start with a couple of uh, news items. Um, first of all, with Leicester. Um, head of senior player recruitment, Lee Congerton, has departed. We've known this for a while. Um, he's off to Atlanta who, in Italy. Who can really blame him, really? Um, I, don't think he's, I don't think it's going to make much of a difference to you, Louise. No. We lost Steve Walsh and it didn't make a lot of difference. So mm. I don't see how this is going to be any different to that, no. really. No. Obviously, it's a key uh, role for Leicester because we haven't got the money to spend like other clubs. We need that, you know, to yeah. find those new Jamie Vardy's, if you like. But yeah. I don't see it being a, a big, a big issue. 
No, and and to be honest with you, you know, if we look, if you look at Ryan Bertrand, Jan Vestergaard, and or is it Perez, if they were his choices, maybe it's a good job he's going. <laughs> I just... Yeah. The, the thing is, any signing is always a risk, isn't it? it? Is. Like, yes. you get good ones, you get bad ones, and I don't think Leicester have done badly over the last kind of ten years. So, on the whole, no. I think we're actually pretty happy with it. Oh, so, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And the funny thing was that Everton fans uh, that I've spoken to after they got Steve Walsh, they thought he was going to be coming in and, and he'd have all these contacts and what have you. But of course, that was all still at Leicester. So when he came to Everton, and they were very disappointed with him. Well, it's difficult because I think Everton have got a totally different outset on spending and uh, signings to what Leicester have anyway. Yes. You know, to me, there doesn't seem very much cohesion in anything that Everton are doing at the moment, where Leicester are quite cohesive. They know what they want and they go out and try and find it and they try and find it for as cheap as they can get it. On the whole, yeah. that's kind of the pattern that they've had and it's been successful for us. So long may it continue. Indeed, indeed. Let's let's buy play, let's buy cheap players cheap and uh, sell them on to Man United for <laughs> <laughs> amounts of money. How's that going, Man United? Eighty million. Thanks a lot. Um, I had a panic earlier. I'm not going to lie. I was going down at my, my, my Twitter, and um, I saw a joke that said, "Ozzy Perez had tweeted, congrats on the new contract," and I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> oh my god no surely not thankfully he was just congratulating this guy i mean we know tillemans is going um and i understand yeah. i really do understand he wants um champions league football you know just, just he just doesn't want to get out because i think he could have gone in january if he did and i think he's waiting till the summer to see basically who's in those champions league places here spain you know, Italy, etc., and then he will make his decision. But on the back of Ricardo Piera um, signing the new contract, this is great news, isn't it? It is, yeah, because Wes was doing so well before his injury. He was so mm. unlucky to get that injury. And yes. Again, the, in the context of the season, didn't really matter. Obviously, we, it's, we wanted to win because we want to win everything, but in yes. the context of the season, it wasn't the most important game we played. It's got back relatively quickly, which obviously being young helps with that. And from everything he's saying is positive. You know, it's a family. I want to stay. I want, you know, I see my long term yeah. future. Like they've backed me, they've backed me rather than mm. him. He wants to stay rather than the club needing him to stay, which yeah. is hand in hand there, obviously. Um, and yeah, it can only be good. Yeah. I mean, he is an exciting player. He was being linked with other clubs even when he was injured, which kind of sums it all up. But yeah, yeah like you say, and you sometimes wonder if, um, he, he, you know, these players just say these things, you know, it's like kissing the badge and I've always yeah. wanted to play for this club. But he genuinely comes across as if he means it. Yeah, I think so. I think there's always, he's not going to come out after he's just signed a new contract and say he doesn't want to play for us. He no. is not going to do that. However, yes, it seems genuine. And to be honest, as good as he is, Leicester is the best place for him. He's going to play every game. Yeah. He's going to learn more. He's going to learn under a good manager with a decent team in a very good division. So for him, even though he he could go and, and play for a bigger club, I think that's the right decision is to stay with Leicester because playing is how you learn. Yeah, and and 
like you know, he, he, I like Brendan Rodgers. I don't want him to go. I know a lot of people have been coming out and saying that, but he is good with with, with bringing you through. And like you say, I think this is the uh, the best place for him. I'm, I'm guessing you know this gentleman, uh, Peter Wright. <laughs> says, "Go on, Louise." Yes, I do. Yeah, Terry. Good <laughs> evening. How are you, sir? Uh, I've not been around today. Been trying to find a club seven union concert tickets for Craig <laughs> and Doris tickets for you. To be honest with you, and Doris, that was even that was just before they split up and became the Arrhythmics. Um, loneliest man in the world. There you go. I'll show my age, my theme song. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, first of all, before we go any further, I have got to say um, a quick. Um, we seem to be saying an awful lot of these at the moment. We, we said RIP to Franco Farrell recently, um, but today we've got to say RIP to Gordon Lee, who uh, had had did have an impact at the club. You're you're too young, Louise. You're too young, but uh, okay, I don't know the name. No, no. He he was assistant manager, and and I'm sure some of you care at me if I'm wrong. When we uh, sacked uh, David Pleat and looked like we could be going down, then to the third tier for the first time in our career, he kept us up that season. Um, he's better known at other clubs, but he did keep us up that season. And obviously, you know, he's, he's an ex-Leicester manager, although it was only temporary. So, yeah, RIP Gordon Lee and all the best to his family and friends. Um, but looking at the football, so Saturday, um, it was quite a busy Saturday, actually. Uh, we were the first game on on BT, um, which I never look forward to because we never do live. Villa, <laughs> so, Villa, well, we never do early, sorry. Aye, that's the thing. <laughs> Villa, well, I don't know where that came from. Um I don't know what happened for Burnley. If you're watching Kate, you had a good first half. Newcastle are just going from strength to strength. Norwich are being Norwich. You know what I thought on Norwich. Uh, Wolves, again, I was surprised at that result. And then Liverpool uh, sneaking past West Ham. Um, Chris, good evening. How are you? He says he's happy for little Wes as extended his stay. Hope we win more silverware whilst he's still here. I think he is one of the players that will help us, uh, Chris, to be honest with you. Um, first match that comes up, obviously, is us. Um, early kickoff, like I say. Uh, first game in charge for the new Leeds manager. I did a watch-along for this, and the Leeds uh, fan that did it with me was saying that he isn't virtually the same mould as, uh, as Bielsa, but he certainly, if he's done nothing else and he didn't have long to do this, he has certainly tightened up their defence. Yeah, it's one game, so it's easy mm. to get carried away and they didn't win the game yeah. either. Um, no. So you have to take those things into account. But I did think they were unlucky not to at least get a point. I think they had some good chances that they just didn't take. And had they done that, obviously the game would have been very different. The result would have been very different. But, I we have to take the positive of the fact that we're getting our players back, we're starting to play well, and mm. we won the game. Is this a false dawn? I mean, you know, I, I got excited when we beat Man United. I got excited when we beat <laughs> Liverpool in December. Both of them were sort of, you know, um, uh, wet squibs because we didn't move on from there. But we've won two in a row, but we've kept two clean sheets. Um Amate, I've got to be honest with you, to me, he's been one of our players of the season. Yeah, I mean, adversity is when you realise how good your players are. 
you know, mm. the squad players are and how important they are to have. Yes. There's been a lot of call for Amati to be out of the club, to leave. He's done a really good job, but he's never going to be... It's never going to be that first line of defence. No. no. So he's going to have to wait for opportunities when players get injured, like they have done. But yeah, you can't fault his um, performances. No. And no. yeah, you could definitely put him. I would put Casper in there as well. Um, yeah. Barnes wouldn't have been fit. But yeah, you've got to put him in that kind of top five for sure. And the, I mean, what worried me was, um, and I was worried when we played um, at Randers in the second leg, is that, yes, it was a dead-end game, we, you know, and yes, we scored after two minutes, which killed the tie off. But we, you know, they, they had 20-odd-something shots on our goal. And, you know, to me, you know, if we allow a Man City or a Liverpool to do that, we, we're going to get hammered. But the worrying yeah. thing was that Leeds, almost, you know, Leeds had 19-odd shots on target. We shouldn't be allowing teams like that to do that, should we? No, you shouldn't, especially, again, at home, you hmm. shouldn't be allowing that amount of shots and you shouldn't be having to your goalkeeper to have a great game for you to get any points because that hmm. is the end of the day is what happened. Schmeichel kept us in that game two or three times. That's what he's paid to do, don't get me wrong, but he did do that. So when you call it a false dawn, yeah, it quite easily could be. Hmm. But things are looking up and it is different to those other times that you mentioned because we are getting players back. This is starting to look like the first team now. This yes. is starting to look a bit more like what it should have looked like all season. Yes. So in that kind of theory, at least, mm -hmm. then, yeah, results should start to come. Performances should start to come. And, I mean, like, I'm going back to, to Amati. I mean, I must admit, I, I went to, to the Charity Shield and you could hear... I mean, I was still outside just walking up when the team was announced and it said Amati, and you could physically hear the groans that were going around the Leicester players. And yet, like I say, from what's available, he has done a job where that's required of him, pretty much as I think Mendy did when we needed him last season. But yeah. when Fafana comes back, do you drop Mendy or do you drop, in fairness, a player who's not had a good season, Soyuncu? <sighs> It's such a difficult decision mm. to make. I think, obviously, Brendan will make that decision on what happens at training and what he, his gut feelings are. Yeah. I think Sancho has had a really difficult season. I think it comes back off the Euros where yeah. he didn't have a good time there either. It's probably yeah. the start of it. He's had, not had consistent people to play with in that back line. Mm. I think that's affected him. Take him out maybe for a couple of games. Give him chance to kind of get back and, and for that to be more stable and then maybe put him back in and see how yeah. it happens then. But he's always, he's never been the best defender we've had. That's always for a few seasons now been Johnny Evans. Yes. Who we have missed because he is, he's obviously got the experience and he's a really good player. Yes. So I think that's more of what we've missed than maybe even for Fana because it's the, it's the middle that's been the prob the real problem. Hmm. Reading um, on, on, not that I'm a Guardian reader, I have to be honest with you, but <laughs> online, um, they were making some points about, you know, you know their 10 things they thought about over the weekend's games. And they are very much along with myself. I mean, Kieran Dewsbury Hall, he's, it, this is his breakthrough season. And we forget, you know, he's in his mid-20s. He's not a young 18-year-old coming through like Luke Thomas. He had a great season at Luton. They've got him down and they're saying this guy could be a future captain. 
um, along with what Brendan Rodgers has sort of said as well. Um, he's, again, having a great season, isn't he? Yeah, and I think probably that season's at Luton have helped him. You know, going and having, again, regular games, getting in that team, playing all the time, learning from those lower divisions, it's obviously helped him. And, yeah, he's been absolutely magnificent these last few games. My worry is his age. You know, he, like you say, he's not 18. He's he's coming up to that, that wrong side of, you know, in mid-20s. Yeah. What's he got left? 10 years, maybe? Mm. Hopefully they'll all be with Leicester as captain winning stuff. Yes. But, and I don't see why that won't happen. He's got all the attributes that you'd want and need in a captain. I mean, I said earlier, um, we know Tillemans is going to... We're obviously spending a little bit longer on this game because it's Leicester, but mm. Tillemans is going... And we're going to have to sort of replace him, possibly in some form. Um, but I'm not as worried now because I think Jewsby Hall could very easily step in for that that sort of role. Yeah, I think um, I can't put him in uh, Yuri's class yet. No, of course, of course. No. But yes, I could see him doing that role and I could see in the future, obviously, he is going to get better. And like we say, Brendan is good at that. He's good at making plays better. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't see why not. I don't want Yuri to go. None of us do. But if no. he does, we'll manage like we did when Morris Kante left. Exactly, exactly. Five days on. <laughs> no, play, he's quite right. Players move on. And I think, like I say, I, I appreciate that, he, you know, from what he wants. And at the moment, we can't give that to him. Okay. Because, and I'm going to finish on this game with this question because... It's your first time on the show and it has been out there being discussed a lot. Brendan Rogers, third mm-hmm. season syndrome. Now, to me, um, we are, I mean, I look back and it's still, you know, I still can't believe, although I did think it was the right thing to do at the time, that we sat Tranieri when we did. Uh, but there was a very good chance that we were going to, could end up in the, well, we, I think we were 17th or 18th at the time, so we mm-hmm. could easily have, have gone down. So that decision had to be made. I can kind of see where leads have come from with changing now because they could very much, you know, be, well, they are dragged into it, but, you know, they can be dragged in worse. Uh, I don't get the sort of the West Brom Albion sacking Billich after three, four games or Watford getting rid of their manager while they're in 12th. But, I always said, you know, Rogers. Yeah, okay, maybe he's got this third season syndrome, but then nobody's given him the fourth season to see if he can come out of it. And what is the point of swapping the manager now? Because we can't change players. The manager that comes in has got the same players. We can't bring anybody in. He's got the same injury problems. He has, and I know I, I come on here and I criticise all the time, and it's, it's what we do basically. But it's been a difficult year for Brendan, and I know. Um, I think there was Clinton Morrison, and I've said this before, the BBC report says, judge Brendan Rodgers when he's got a fully fit squad. Yeah. Are you an in or out or shake it all about with Brendan Rodgers? I'm an in because I think you cannot un- underestimate the injuries that we've had this season. No, no. And it isn't just to the back line. Madison's been out, Barnes has been out, Vardy's been out. Yuri's been out. We've not had yeah. Trafana all season. So to judge him on this season alone... Is unfair. Yeah. We're not going down. Yes, we're not where we want to be, but we're not going down. It's so difficult because the fans want success for Leicester. That's all they want. And they want it at pretty much any cost. And I'm the same. I want Leicester to win everything. Of course. Of course. course (laughs) But 
I think this season just needs to be written off. And, you know, we've got this little Europe thing. Let's do that. Concentrate on that. That's the silverware possibility. Yeah. Judge him on the fact that we've had two fifth place finishes and we've won the FA Cup under Rogers. Yeah. And as that's, I like to call it, that's where we should be. That's yeah. where we should be. Yes. Let's not forget, of course, as well. I mean, some people call it the Community Shield. I like, as you know, call it the English Super Cup. Uh, we won that as well. Uh, it will always be the English Super Cup to me. I'm sorry. That's what they call it in Spain. It's good enough for me. Um, it is such a weird season as we'll look as we go through these results. Once you get past, well, possibly Chelsea and that, but Man City, Liverpool, no team's been consistent. (laughs) Anybody can beat anybody. We do the prediction show, and I've got one tonight at nine o'clock, and it is so hard to work out, sort of, you know, get get the results right. When I've got there, Leicester, I've got to let a home win, because that was my prediction, but I'll never go against my team. But... You know, it is the first one I got wrong, if I'm honest with you. And moving on, I had this down as a Southampton win. You know, Southampton, I yeah. like as a, as a club, um, and not because they let us score nine goals. <laughs> <laughs> they are just down the road because I live on the South Coast. So for me, it's a lot easier than, well, it's a home game for me, really. Um, yeah. But, you know, they've had two dreadful game uh see you know games in two seasons we put nine past them man united have put nine past them uh but the club stuck with uh ralph Hussenhall and they've you know look at what he's got to put up with they sell the best players all the time <laughs> they get beat and and he's still there and he's doing a fantastic job and to be honest with you i think if we ever did anything happen to to to, to rogers i i wouldn't mind him in charge but goes to villa and obviously Gerard, new new manager in there. Um, the bounce had kind of flattened out. Uh, Villa, I mean, again, you don't know whether they're going to win, draw, what, lose. It's a funny season for all of them. But I never saw a 4-0 coming. No, I was surprised. I wasn't surprised that Villa won. I was surprised yeah. by how many they won. Um, yeah. I think that's down in big part to Coutinho. What he offers that side is yes. just ridiculous. Yeah. Um <laughs> he is the signing of the season, really, because mm. no one would have expected him to end up at Aston Villa. Now obviously the Gerald connection is what's done that, mm. but no one still would have expected him to end up at Villa. And he, no. he is just supremely world class. Yeah. Just what he does. He was linked and with us, and I'd have been, I'd have been quite happily him. taken him. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, 4 0 it was. Um, you know, Villa, two they've won now on the trot. They are sat um, above us on goal difference only. Um, we, I mean, again, it's difficult to judge with the tables because we're, we're, they're all over the place. But, you know, yeah, Cortino. Sorry, say that again. We've got a game in hand over Villa, haven't we? We have, I believe. Um, in fact, yes, we have. We've got just the one game over Villa. But um, I can say, I just, I think Coutinho could be the the, the steal of the, the transfer window. To be honest with you, um, his obviously connection with Gerard proved. Yeah. You know, that's why they got him. That's why he was linked with us, obviously, because of the um, Rogers connection. But. Yeah. You know, if Villa could do that regularly, they could be a force to be reckoned with. And, of course, they've got a lot of money, a lot of money to spend after the Grealish sale, you know. Yeah, um, yeah like Chris, 
because they're 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 a side that are going to have to do that. They haven't got mega money behind them, so they're going to have to do it. Getting hundred million pounds for Grealish is it's good business. Like mm. yes, obviously, again, the fans didn't want him to leave. You know, local lad and all that, but yeah, you have to do that. That's how you build your squad and get better as the time goes on. And I think with Gerard in charge of them, they've got someone who wants that. He's got ambition. He wants to do the best. He wants to be playing uh, from front foot football he wants to be going forward he wants to score goals and that's obviously what the fans want as well so it all yeah. kind of goes together i mean um john says there was suspect was expecting just a little bit more from southampton they hadn't lost in five to be honest with you and then to lose that that by that many i could say it it, it took me by surprise as well um, then we move on now. Burnley, Chelsea. Now, Dan, um, you know, he's a good, he's a good friend of the channel, uh, and, and it pains me to say anything bad about them. Uh, and I lived there for twenty years, so I've got a my kids were born. I've got a soft spot for Burnley. But you know, he was saying, please go and do us a favour against Leeds. Please go and, and which we did. We did our half of the bargain, Dan. Yeah. What happened? I mean, that first half, nil-nil, I thought, my God, this is the Burnley that played Man United yeah. and what have you. And then suddenly, I don't know whether Chelsea turned it on or Burnley collapsed, but it all went uh, a bit arse over whatever in the second half, <laughs> didn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, Burnley's season isn't going to be dictated to you by whether they win against Chelsea or not. No. Burnley's season is dictated whether they win against Everton, Newcastle, Leeds, those teams that are down mm. there, Brentford, that are down there with them. However, had they been, if they'd had a striker that could actually score goals, mm. they would have been probably two, three up by the time Chelsea scored. Yeah. Because they had enough chances to be in front, not necessarily to win the game, because obviously the squad and the team is not as good at least on paper as Chelsea but mm. they would have been ahead that's something for them to hold on to at home mm. who knows what would have happened they just were very wasteful and then obviously Reese James scores 47th minute mm. that's it, Chelsea it, on the way then yeah I mean it, it, it went mad after that and I think James coming back they, they again actually got was noted uh, makes a difference to Chelsea I mean Burnley have, I think probably draw more games than anybody else in the division and they start, need to start making those draws into wins if they're going to have a chance. Um, I mean, when you look, and we will look at the table later, it is tight down there. And I know it's, you know a lot of people, me included, to say Norwich and Watford are probably down, but it's no guarantee. They're not. Nobody's been cut adrift yet, you know. Yeah. So, um, Mella, good evening, Mella. He's a Watford fan. How are you? We haven't got onto your game yet. Uh, Chelsea beat Norwich 7 0. They beat Burnley 4 0. And they beat Watford 2 1. I'll give you that, Mella. I'll give you that. I know it's a season when you've not got a lot to hold on to. So I will give you I'll give you that one there. I think uh, he's yeah. holding on to them straws there. <laughs> Just a little bit. He is. Just a little bit. Um now, I had that one down, as you can see, as an away win, and I think most people did go for that on that one. Burnley, you need... You, thankfully, I mean, when you look at Burnley's running, the good thing for Burnley is, I suppose, the fact that they are playing a lot of teams around them. Yeah. And that's what... Yeah, we, like yeah. you say, turn the draws into wins, they'll be fine. Because there's teams down there, Everton and Leeds particularly, who are not on good runs either. So no. it just takes that one really good win to kind of crystallise and galvanise you to then push you up that league 
and it's so tight you can probably go up two or three places just by one win yeah so, yeah no definitely definitely and i mean yeah. as we did when we kicked yeah. off and then we went back down again when everybody else had played but i mean yeah. like you say burnley against chelsea isn't going to define burnley season but burnley against everton will do you know, yeah, I think they've got Newcastle as well, haven't they? they have, I mean, yes, yes. And I think they've still got to play Brentford as well. So exactly. there is one of the games there for them, but yeah. they have to they not be as wasteful as they were against Chelsea. Yeah. I actually called this. I went for Newcastle uh, home win. Um, Eddie Howe, um, I, want, I still want Bournemouth to get come back up because they're even nearer to me than Southampton. They're like 10 <laughs> minutes drive down the road. Um, and that was always a game I could get to. But, I mean, he's a good manager. Um, I was questioning whether he is Newcastle's long-term manager. And no disrespect to him, you know, what he did at Bournemouth, because when I came down here 10 months ago, they were collecting money in buckets and they'd been deducted 27 points in the fourth tier. And he was there from that point all the way through to the Premier League. Great manager. Um, but whether he's the manager for Newcastle, once they've got safety and once they've got sort of, you know, mid-table security, are they going to want the big name, if you like, to come in? I think it's stepping stone for both. Mm. I think Eddie Howe has gone to Newcastle. If he can keep them up, that's another thing on his TV that's going to make him more attractive to other clubs. And for Newcastle, they can't get those managers yet. They're not going to get the big names sitting at the bottom of the Premier League. Especially yeah. if they go down. I think if they go down, they keep him because I think he can get him back up. There'll yes. be money there to spend. He will be fine. If they stay up, I think then, yes, probably he will still stay. But you're talking one or two seasons rather than the three or yeah. four they go down. Yeah. And, and where do you stand again? You, you've watched the channel. You know my, you know my thoughts on Graham Potter. Um, he's a good manager, but I don't think he's sort of, you know, ready for the great. You know, the, everybody's saying he's the next England manager. He's yet to do anything for me in Brighton. I mean, if he gets Brighton into Europe this season, that will be really, really good for a team like Brighton. And they look like they were, but they've kind of tailed off in the recent weeks. I don't think they've actually won um, won any. Well, they're below us now. They've lost the last four games. So, and they've got Liverpool up next. So maybe the shine's coming off Brighton a little bit. Um, Newcastle, on the other hand, are on the way up. I personally think Newcastle are going to be safe. Um, but what are your thoughts on Brighton this season? Um, I think Brighton are very hit and miss. There's mm. there's not real consistency there. You kind of don't know what Brighton you're going to get. When he's come in, he has changed the way they play. Uh, I think they're more attacking than what they were. Mm. But they t- again, their money is what constrains them, or their lack of money is what constrains them. You know, if he, yeah. if he gets into Europe on the budget he's had, that's the same for me as winning the league. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it'll be a good achievement if he gets them into even into the conference. And at some point, it's got to like that is the next step for Brighton. I'm not sure he's the one to take them there. No, no, no. Um, no, I, 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 we're agreeing a lot here. This is this is going all too well. (laughs) All going too well. Um, now this is one I had down as a draw. Um, Brentford. I loved when Brentford come up. I mean, you know, I've nothing against any particular teams. There's a couple I'm not so keen on, Mello will know. Um, 
But I do like to see the big teams, whether it's Newcastle, whether it's Everton, go down, and the smaller clubs, you know, come yeah. up and have a, another chance. That said, if these smaller clubs are going to come up, I do want them to take it seriously. And I thought Brentford would be the most successful of the three that have come up, and so far they are. Norwich, I just get fed up with Norwich, and I'll say it now and get it out of the way for Watford as well. They come up, they change the managers. They basically are sucking the oxygen out of the Premier League because they're not taking it seriously. And they're disrespecting, I think, the league. They're disrespecting the other um, clubs that could have come up and maybe done a better job. Uh, yes, they could say that they may be too good for the uh, you know, the, champion, um, the championship and not good enough for the Premier League. But you're getting a lot of money, you know, and you can't keep doing this forever, Norwich and Watford. Getting the money for promotion and then getting the parachute payments when you go down. At yeah. some point, you don't you don't have to spend big, you know, look at Leicester, but the millions you now get for coming up and if you stay up, you've got to give it a go. And Norwich, I just can't wait for them to go. Well, I think it'll be a look because I think, they will go down. Yeah. I don't think yes. they've got up, in all honesty. And that's not me anything against Norwich because I don't no. have anything against Norwich. Um, as a Leicester fan, why would I? But for me, it's like you say, I understand because Leicester were like that at one point. You know, mm. they'd go up to the playoffs and then come straight back down. But that was because of circumstance. This is now happening, like I say, a lot with Norwich, up, down, up, down. Mm. Something has to be put in place when they go up. For them not to go down, like yeah. it's not the first rodeo. You should be able to be better each time. Yeah, and they're not. They finish bottom every time. So something yeah. is going wrong there because, like you say, the money they're getting is going somewhere. It's not mm. going on players. Yeah, it's not going on players. Probably you know, going Kiki, on Delia Smith cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Kiki, but he's not going to score one of goals to keep you in the Premier League. Yeah, no, and. and Talking of, I mean, Brentford, Ivan Tony finally. I think if Ivan Tony hadn't, or Brentford hadn't come up this season, I would have liked to have gone in for Ivan Tony before, obviously, you know, I know anything about Dhaka. Got his hat trick. Um, yeah, a couple of penalties in there, granted, but still a hat trick. Uh, but Christian Eriksen, I mean, his first nine, 90 minutes, it's great. Wherever you support, it's great to see him back in football, isn't it? It sure is. And he wasn't just back. He was influential in Brentford winning the game. Mm. You know, yes. he wasn't just puffing at the back. He was playing like he did for Tottenham, really. Yes. The, the level was almost there. And that's the good thing because that's the worry. Yeah, he's going to come back, but he's not going to be the same. Yes. You know, the corner yeah. that put in for the goal, the first goal was just a great, great goal. And... Again, for a team like Brentford to have him, it's like Coutinho at Villa. Yeah. That is galvanising. You think, right, well, this player's so far above me, I've got to put in like even more effort now mm. to try and get somewhere near to him. They're not yeah. going to, obviously, but that's that's what they're trying to do, and that makes the whole team better. And you've got a player that's got individual class that can win you a game by himself. Which is Again, I, under <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand why he's gone to Brentford, because of the links uh, uh, with the manager and the countries and what have you. I was kind of hoping that we might go in for him um, because he, you know, he, he was free um, and possibly... 
He's only at Brentford till the end of the season, though, isn't he? Well, this is it. I, I was, yeah, you're reading my mind now because I was going to say, come the end of the season, <laughs> is he the sort of player Leicester should be going for? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because mm. I don't think the top teams, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, are going to go for him. I doubt mm. very much he's going back to Tottenham. We are that next kind of bit yes. underneath apart from yeah. this season. So yes. Yes, yes. Especially if we're losing, losing Euro because just kind mm. of what one will play for another is what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. It will Tunnel be interesting. Fans. It will be interesting to see who who does like you say come in for him or whether he you know he feels that he wants to stay at Brentford. We will see. Um, is it Mel? I never know what to say here. But only Norwich are down at this point. To honestly, I don't think Norwich are down. I mean, you know, yes, they've lost the last four again. They have got obviously one of the worst performances apart from Leeds who have lost all five. But technically speaking, you know they. 17, they're only five points off, off Everton, but it is looking like, you know, it, looking at it on paper and looking at it in real life are, are two different things, you know. Um, coming up next, again, um, I got this one wrong. It wasn't a good week for me in the old prediction league. Wolves nil, Crystal Palace two. Wolves... I was surprised when Nuno left because I thought he was a he was a, a good fit of a manager with that club, but he'd probably come to the end of his time there. Um, Bruno's come in, done great with them, and I think they're going to an outside chance of sneaking a European place. Palace away from home, they have you know again. I didn't think they would do very well with the air. It just shows what I know about football. And they started off well, but again, the shine's going off them a little bit. Were you surprised by this result? No, because I always think that, again, the consistency is a bit dodgy with Wolves. You sometimes get brilliant Wolves, sometimes get average Wolves. And I think this week we got average Wolves. Mm. I would have thought they'd probably beat Palace at home, having said that. Um, I thought Zaha was particularly good in this game from what I saw. I think that made the difference. Yes. I think Wolves, again, are going to be in that middle bit. I don't see them. They're not obviously going to go down. I don't think they're going to get Europe. They'll probably be in that bit in between. Yes, yeah. Now, next up should have been um, Liverpool, but uh, for some reason, the graphic hasn't loaded for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, West Ham, I have a bit of banter with with West Am. I mean, you know, Liverpool won 1-0. which I guess was kind of expected. Um, they, West Ham were kind of... I, I always... My attitude is that I want Leicester to be that, that, that one they're talking about after they talk about the, their favourite six clubs on TV. Um, it has <laughs> been for a couple of seasons. This year it hasn't. And it's, we've, you know, we've discussed that. But, you know, if it can't be us, then rather than, say, a Spurs or an Arsenal coming back into it, I want a, a team that's not recognised as one of the favourite six, like West Ham, to do well. Um, again, do you think that you know the the because Moyes has done brilliantly to say that they didn't want him. He's had a brilliant two seasons. Yeah. Again, is the is, is the wheels coming off the wagon? Is the size of the squad starting to um, to, to, to 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 come on to them? Yeah, I think so. And but that's bound to happen. Look at what happened to Leicester the two seasons. You, you, at some point, that's going to have an effect. Yes. My thing with West Ham is, what is a, what a, do they, what is a good season 
from an outside perspective and what is a good season from an inside perspective. Because West Ham fans seem to think that they should be there every season, that they have some sort of right to be there. Mm. So I, I, it just makes me wonder, do they see this as as good as the rest of us see it? Because if they finish fifth, sixth, that is an amazingly good season for West Ham as well as I'm concerned. But I'm not sure that the West Ham fans feel the same. The ones I think I spoke to sort of pre-season, because I did do a show on one of the channels, um, very nice, not, nice nice Hammer fan, and he was, at that point, comparing this West Ham team to the Leicester team that went on to win the championship. Things different times, obviously, you know, that whether we'll ever see something like that happen again, I don't know. But I, I, they were, even at the start of the season, their main concern was the size of the squad. And if they lost Antonio for any length of time, would they, um, you know, how would that affect them? Yeah, I mean, he's a big player for them. Mm. I just don't think that they've got the squad to really consistently be going for that top four. Yes, yeah. I don't think they've got the, the size of the squad. That could change, but it's going to take money. It's going to take mm. time, and, yeah. you know, for all of us. So I don't see that happening in the near future. But, yeah, mm. I think David Moyes is a good manager. I don't yeah. understand why United let him go. I don't understand... Why haven't let him go to United? Yes, he's a good yes. manager. I think as well, okay. it's always the case of you, you didn't want to be the manager that followed Ferguson. You yeah. wanted to be in the manager that followed the manager that followed Ferguson. Yeah, and a bit like us with I think with with O'Neill. Um, but yes, they 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 haven't got the the squad size. Um, I know they're talking about the ownership, so maybe if they get new owners in. He may they may spend a bit of cash, you know, and, and we will see. Um, but you know, Liverpool at least they're keeping the title race interesting for the rest of us. Yes, I don't think they deserve to win the game. I think no. uh, West Ham had enough chances again before they scored to be two or three up. But that's what good teams do. That's what yeah. Man United in the nineties did all the time. Yes, you don't play the best, but you still find a way to win the game. And of mm. course, it was Mane who got the goal. And I think Liverpool now are so focused on the league. That is all that is important to them now. They've yeah. got every chance of catching Man City. Like, I believe they can catch them. My thing is, do Man City have another level to go to? And the answer to that is probably yes as well. So then Liverpool have got to go again. Can they do that? And that's going to be what decides yeah. the league. But like I say, it, it, it's at least got our eyes away from the bottom of the league and actually looking again <laughs> at the top of the league. Uh, yeah. That was the Saturday games. We're going to come back and look at the Sunday games straight after this. Please, as it says there, if you haven't already, get onto YouTube, Leicester Tide ITV, give us a subscribe. That would be really, really nice. Um, moving and again, this is all this is all going rather wrong here. But <laughs> the next, the next game. There we go. Sunday, Watford Arsenal, Mello. We're getting to you now, and then Man City, Manchester United. 
Um, let me just see if I can find... There we go. I've, I've just yeah. put them in the wrong order, obviously. Uh, that'll <laughs> teach me for having an afternoon nap and, uh, <laughs> and rushing. <laughs> That's what happens at my age, you see. I get <laughs> fall asleep and then wake up and think, but, you know, it's only 10 minutes, I haven't done this, I haven't done that. Um, Watford, and in fairness to, to, to Mella, at least they're putting up a fight. Yeah, and that's what you you need. And that's mm. why my worry is for Everton out of all the teams, because I don't see the same vibe from them no. come to them, obviously. But with Watford, it's just a bit of naivety. You know, they, they had, again, chances to score, but Arsenal were just too good. But that last little bit, the passing was really like quick and slick, and it was just too much for Watford's defence. Yes, yes. I mean... <sighs> What gets me with Watford is obviously it's almost like they're playing FIFA 22 with a real football club. It's like, oh, you know, we're sat in we're sat in 12th. Let's get a new manager in. Well, you know, look where you are now, sort of thing. And but it's how Watford run the club. And like I said, if they stay up, great. It'd be fantastic. It'd be a great battle. If you go down, don't come straight back up, please. You know, but they've got Roy Hodgson in um, Arsenal. Again, this is a different Arsenal. I had so many discussions last season with Arsenal fans that were still trying to tell me what a huge club they were and they didn't even get Europe. But then they turn around and say, well, if we'd have got seventh, we'd have been in the Europa League. We don't want to be in the Europa League. And I'm saying, well, why don't you want to be in the Europa League? It, well, we should be in the Champions League, you know. Well, I should be married to Elmer Fairston, but you know, there we go. <laughs> it, it doesn't work out like that. And that's a bit of um, heart protection, isn't it? That's a bit of well, we didn't want it. Well, yeah, you did because everyone wants European football because it attracts players and it gets you more money. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever the you know the competition is, and I just think with, with you know, and there's a lot of their fans still haven't bought into what Arteta's trying to do. Now, I'm not an Arsenal fan. I don't follow them week in, week out. And we chat regularly here with, with, with Arsenal fans. Anthony was in earlier. I don't know if he still is. He's a big Arsenal fan. And they still want Arteta out. And I'm going, well, hang on. You, you sat in fourth. You've got games in hand. To my mind, you're the favourite for that fourth position. If I've got to say who's going to be fourth, I think it's going to be you. Sorry, Mike, over Man United. Um, what What's Arteta doing wrong? He's... You know, he's, it's a long-term project, like with Rogers, and you know he's, he's had to clear out some of the deadwood, and you just can't do that sort of thing overnight. Um, and I, I think he, he's, he's not doing a bad job this season. No, I don't either. And I think again, Arsenal fans are very used to winning. It was them, or it was United. It was them, or it was United. Yes. That's not the way it is for them anymore because we've now got City, we've got Chelsea, we've got mm. Liverpool. You know, Man United and Arsenal are finding it difficult to win anything now because yeah. they've not had that constant investment. People know what they're doing in the club, spending the money wisely rather than just spending it. Mateta has come in and he's had to get rid of a lot of stuff that should never have been brought. Mm. There are players there that should never have been Arsenal players because it didn't fit what they were trying to do. Yes. And, and he's, he's got rid of a lot of that. It's, there's still a few there, but on the whole... Yeah. 
I mean, Chris, I'm not saying that you're not a big club, and but then you've got to take into thing what how do you class a club as being big? You know, is it the size of the fan base, in which case Newcastle are, are a big club? Is it on the number of uh, top division titles you've won? In that case, Huddersfield are a bigger club than Tottenham. <laughs> it's very uh it's the big six that skylight because you have more fans around the world. That's the only reason you're your so-called big club. But to I me... That, I hate that term, big club. Yes, yes. I big hate big clubs yeah. are all of the clubs because yeah. every single rule in every single division matters to at least one person. Yes. You know, they in the areas that they're in, mm. you know. It never existed before Sky, though, did it? You know. Well, you know Sky had absolutely... To them, this was the perfect weekend. A man, you know, a Manchester derby. It, you know, why did they film any other games? I don't know because it was all Manchester. But you know, yes, you are in a period of transition. You are very, very true with that, Chris. It is uh, like, like I say, we are a little bit this season. But you've got you're you're accepting it. A lot of Arsenal fans don't, and you know, you you can't. You're not prepared to sort of say, well, yeah, actually, Arteta's not done a bad job getting us to fourth this season. But hey, we're all we're all fans of different clubs, and we all have different thoughts on it. And a lot of us are on the outside looking in. It just makes me interested that, like, you know, obviously, Varney didn't want to go to Arsenal, um, and I think quite rightly because I don't think they'd have used him to his strengths. No, I, and the thing is, those are the same people. Who wanted Wenger out because he was only getting them fourth. It's like fourth isn't good enough. We we yeah. want more, which is okay. But then you have to take those steps back to then take more steps forward. Yes, yes. Liverpool, prime example. They would weren't winning anything Premier League wise. Yeah. Sorry, Chris. I've just no. changed your allegiance. Um, <laughs> when you say City, of course, for me, you mean Leicester City because that, that is the only city that, that's about. Um, that's my boyfriend. Yes, he's a Leicester fan. Oh, is it? <laughs> Evening, Jeff. <laughs> Chris, how are you? <laughs> you're picking the right. You're picking the right team. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is quite. I know. If you go on success, you can't deny Arsenal are there. You know, but uh, it, it's the it's the. So when the big clubs can't let go and accept, like before, before I always said, before um, Sir Alex, Man United were nothing. You know, yeah. they were just another Tottenham and Arsenal as they are. You know, at the moment, um, it was all Liverpool, and they had to, it took them thirty years to get back to to where they yeah. wanted to be. But if I can find it and bear with me, because like I say, my slides have gone wrong. Yep, there we are. This, <laughs> I mean, the big talking point of the weekend. Um, Manchester City 4, Manchester United 1. You know, I mean, Manchester United, again, you wanted Oli out. Oli got you a second place in the Premier League. He got you a fourth place in the Premier League. And he got you to a European title. OK, it wasn't the Champions League, but it was as much as Jose had done. Uh, and you, you lost it by, by a goalkeeper who you don't expect to take penalties missing it. Um yeah. It, this is, to me, a huge case of be careful what you wish for, because you've changed your drivers, and this one is, is driving you towards the edge of that cliff. Yeah, I think the major problem is that he's not a permanent manager. Mm. I don't think that helps the case at all. He's there till the end of the season, then he's going upstairs, and who knows who's going to end up being 
the manager going forward after that. But whoever it is has got to get a solid foundation because that's yeah. where I think mean, United need to start. Going forward, they've got players. They've got Ronaldo, one of the best of the generation going forward. That shouldn't be a problem for them. But defensively, they don't have enough. You know, you need that rock so that people like Ronaldo can go and play. You've got yeah. to be confident that your defence can actually defend. And they can't. They just can't. But but and and I agree with what you say because the the year we won the Premier League, Man City announced that uh, Pellegrini was leaving with about ten games still to go, and their season mm-hmm. sort of imploded. But you know he was lauded as being this amazing football manager that had all these great ideas, um, and yet why you know Man United are this big club. They are one of the biggest clubs in the world. They are respected because of what Alex Ferguson did. And it, you know, love or hate United, while Ferguson was there, they were a force to be reckoned with. And they were, you know, one of the best clubs in the world. A manager, they shouldn't be having to wait for a manager until the end of the season. The manager should be saying, Man United want me. I'm going to walk a barefoot over glass to get to them. And yet yeah. here they are. And this is, I think, is me, in my eyes, where Man United have, you know, have fallen down to, you know, and they've got to sort of realise they're not the Alex Ferguson Man United, and they've now, and I don't think it helps that he's at every game overlooking them like the Grim Reaper. You know, I'm still here. You know, I can see what you're doing. Um, he's on the board, or he's he's got yeah, some I think sort he of. He is. I think he's something to do with on the board. Yes. That's what yeah. Every game, but yeah, it can't be helpful, and also, I don't think he is the kind of person that's good to just take that back seat up top. Mm. I think he's going to have an opinion and he's going to share that opinion. Because I think yeah. that's just the kind of guy that he is. Yeah. I think... Again, though, Chris is saying they're after Poch. Well, if they are, why why not keep Ollie? That's yeah. what I don't get. If you know that this manager wants to come to you, you either get everything you can and you get him yeah. and you let Ollie go, or you just keep Ollie till the end of the season. And then get him in the summer and let Oli go. Why let him go halfway through a season? It did seem like you know what I mean? Oh no, no, I I agree. And it did smack of me with Man United that um it was almost like following from the ESL fiasco that the board yeah. wanted to try and get the fans back on side and say, Well, okay, you want Ollie out, yeah, we'll give you that, you know, and but like you say, you can't. I don't know how clubs can sack a manager and then not have somebody in mind to come in because it happens in business. And we were told that you know football is now a big business; it's run by businessmen. Would they do that with their own companies? No, because you know, they're not going to sack someone if they haven't got somebody in mind that can do a better job. Well, when Oli was given given the United job, I was really surprised because I feel had he not had the connections he had with United, there was not a yeah. chance he would have got that job. There's no chance with his history and with his actual credentials as a manager, he would have got that United job had he not played for them. Yeah. The same as Frank at Chelsea and the same yeah. as Arteta at Arsenal. None of them would have got those jobs had they not been um, legends of the club. Yes. Do you think as well, I'm just saying hello to Dan. Dan's in the house. Uh, you finish your tea then, have you, Dan? 
<laughs> you were, what have you eaten? A three-course meal. Um, <laughs> welcome. You, you, you're fine to come in because we, we've demolished Burnley, so you, you're safe there. That was earlier. Um, I mean, to me, I think Ollie was given the job too soon. He came in as because after Jose, they wanted somebody that could lift the squad. You know, Jose apparently had lost the dressing room and the players weren't responding and there was a bad feeling. They brought Ollie in and Ollie turned it around immediately. You know, yeah. he, he he got them playing well, he got them winning, but they'd got him on, a, I think, again, a temporary contract until the end of the season. But they went, well, he's doing well, we'll give him a full-time contract now. And as soon as he got that full-time contract, Start he's to lose. <laughs> Why not? He's on a contract until the end of the season. But again, you know, they went, they wanted him from this Norwegian club. They paid compensation. They got him. But I just think it's a sign, unfortunately, of where Man United are at the moment. And um, it, it's <laughs> it's not a good place. Uh, Dan, I'm off to bed I'm off to bed, mate. Got a stomach bug, so grabbing a very early night. Yeah, Dan, you want a promise? I know. I know. <laughs> Don't be giving me any of that stomach bug rubbish. <laughs> we know. We know what you like, Dan. Get in there. Uh, you'll probably score more than uh, <laughs> Burnley did at the weekend. Um, oh, he knows. He knows. I'm, he knows I'm joking. I'm not. I'm not. Um, and then last night, well, I must admit, I wasn't expecting this. I mean, I know I've gone. Oops, let me just get that back. I know I've gone for. I went for a draw because Tottenham haven't been playing particularly well. Um, I just. Don't, I mean, I've got to be honest with you. Let's just do this because whenever we mention Tottenham, I can't really mention Tottenham without having my Spurs moment. <laughs> I do like to give daily updates on this. It's now 14 years, 8 days, 2 hours, 28 minutes. No, 29 minutes now and 1 second. So keep it up there, Tottenham. You're a big club. Um, Everton are just oh, on free fall. Is it Frank Lampard or is it, as Dan likes to say, you know, you can't polish a turd, it's still a turd? Um I have to be very careful what I say because my mum-in-law is an Evertonian and oh. I go there for dinner and I want to go there again this year. So I have to be a little <laughs> careful about what I say. Uh, however, it was atrocious from Everton. They are on free fall. I, I don't understand why. I don't understand why because that squad is better, on paper at least, than the results they're getting. And... It's just the whole club needs a reshake, top to yeah. bottom. Because, you know, they're getting this new stadium by the docks, which is great. That's going to give them, obviously, more money, more revenue. It yeah. isn't going to help them if they're sitting in the championship, which is looking more and more possible. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, they've had the money. I mean, you know, they've had these new owners for a while. They, they, they spent big, uh, you know, under Ancelotti and before Ancelotti. Uh, he kind of used them. And, you know, everybody used to say, oh, Every time we got rid of a manager, oh, we should go and get Ancelotti. I don't think it was ever on the cards that it was going to come. Um, I think it was just pipe dreams. But look, as soon as you know the Real Madrid job came up, he had no uh, um, 
no hesitation in, in dropping Everton. So they've had the money, but it's, have they spent it wisely? You know, they're no. they're beginning. You know, I was listening to a, a, an Everton fan on the radio earlier, and he's saying he can't wait for Demari Gray to come back. And I'm thinking, well, if that's what you're waiting for, my God, you are in a bad way. Yeah, I mean, to be better to Mari, though, he has actually played some good stuff since he's been there. Yeah. But I'm being as we know, he will yeah. have a good game and then he'll have four bad ones. Yeah. Where you know right. he's missing. So that's the thing with him. But yeah. the problem with Everton isn't just on pitch, it's not just the managers, because they've had managers. You cannot tell me it's the managers when each one is failing the same as the one before. If you had yeah. 10 problems, you know, if you have 10 managers, they can't all be the problem. There's got to be something going on further up. And to have success and to be consistently a Premier League club, yes, you need to spend money, but you need to spend it in the right ways. Yes, yeah. And every that doesn't guarantee you Premier League football. No. If it did, they'd all just be doing it. Mm. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's more science than things to it. It is. It is. Um, and... <laughs> You know, I mean, everybody praises our uh, spending, but you know, every club, even even Ferguson, you know, when he was at Man United, we all get bad signings every now and again. But yeah, like you say, the, there's, you know, everybody's been saying like, what's been going on at Leicester? What's been going on at Leicester? And I don't know that we've got that many problems behind the scene. I think ours mainly is sort of the the illness uh, and the injuries. I don't yeah. think. Um, Brendan's a bad manager, uh, so he suddenly turned that bad, this third season syndrome. But when you look at clubs like Everton and Man United, for me, those two clubs, they've got major problems behind the scenes. Yeah, well, apart from Chelsea, I think they probably are the two clubs with the most problems. Mm. Um, Chelsea's is definitely not on the pitch. Theirs is obviously with stuff that's going on well, with Bramovic. But of course, yes, yeah. That's a whole different story, and let's not get into it, but... Mm. Yeah, and, and the thing is, it's not just this season that those clubs are being run, run badly. You know, it doesn't just go from one season of being run badly, you fall down the division. It's a slow trickle mm. from, you know, mid-table to a bit further down, to a bit further down, to now wherever it are. And I don't think Man United will get there because I don't think they'll allow themselves to get there. No. But it, they quite easily could. Yeah, and if yeah, they keep going yeah. on down, that's eventually what will happen. So... Yeah, I'm really worried for Everton. And it'd be a shame because, again, when you talk about big clubs, you do talk about Everton as well. We do. They they are that club that you always looked at um, as you think they're going to be the one that's going to break into that elusive yeah. club at the top. And, you know, they do it for a couple of years. I mean, the years they had under Howie, Howard Kendall when Lunica was there were good years for them. But... Um, but looking quickly at the table, um, that's the, I don't know if you can see it or if you've got it up elsewhere. Who's your money on for the title? I have to go Man City. Like, mm. I don't think that's surprising for anyone. I just think, yeah. I mean, they're, what, six points behind with a game in hand, so there's not much to choose. And then even Chelsea. But I think, again, when you're talking about squad, Man City have the best squad. Yeah, they should be able do. to stay yeah. at the top. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you think you've got a, a, a player there that you spent a billion pounds on, I mean, that's ridiculous. But, you know, that's football for you when you spend a billion. And 
Apart from obviously the, the last game, you know, he spends a lot of his time on the bench. You're thinking, wow, you know. Now, don't have an argument. Don't fall out with your boyfriend here, but he thinks Liverpool. <laughs> no, he, wants, he doesn't think Liverpool. He wants Liverpool. There's a difference. Really? You see, I, I'm torn <laughs> because for me, I've nothing against Liverpool. I like Liverpool. And I grew up when Liverpool were, say, the Man United of the day. Uh, great, yeah. and, and I always respected Liverpool. And if they lost, they'd, you know, they'd say, well, we lost because they were the better, you know, the team were better than us. Um, yeah. But Liverpool have only won one Premier League. We've got one Premier League. If they win another one, They'll have two two hour one and like no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't want Man City to win every year either though, do you? Well no, there, there is that. Year, there is that. So... I went for Chelsea in fairness, but they've you know, like you say, it's not been Chelsea's year in many ways this year. Again, they've got two games in hand. Uh, Chelsea so, have, yes, yeah. I just think they're a bit too far behind though for me. Nice. You know. it's ten points, it? So it's still quite quite yeah, a what about fourth? Who do you think is going to take that? Let's presume in Man City, Liverpool, and Chelsea finish pretty much in that in any order yeah. for those three. Um, mm -hmm. funny enough, Anthony's just asked there, but who do you see grabbing that fourth place? I really, really want it to be West Ham, mm. but I think it'll be Arsenal, yeah. I mean, Anthony said here, look at the fourth spot, Chris. Can you see Arsenal taking that? Yes, I can. Um, I, I hopefully you won't start, you know, that that you know, or win another game at the weekend, and that we can put a bit of a, a dent in for you. I'd like it to be Arsenal because, like we said before, you know, the smaller clubs, no disrespect to West Ham, but you know, the non big six clubs doing well. It's Arsenal's to lose, I think, for me because they've got games in hand on everybody, whether it be one or yeah, two, but they've got those games in hand, and yes, you've got to win them, but. It's it's Arsenal's to lose. That that's the thing. And I think with you know with Arsenal, um, they haven't lost in five. You know they drew somehow managed to only draw against Burnley, but then you know they beat Wolves, they beat Brentford, they beat Wolves again, <laughs> and then they beat Watford. And you could argue that they're not like, they're games that you would expect them to win. But this season, you know, yeah. and, and we said anybody can eat anybody. Um, so, yeah, I would have to agree with you there, both with Man City and, and Arsenal, I think. Um, the more interesting battle, of course, is at the other end. Um, it, nobody's cut adrift yet. Um, Derby's still, you know, everybody's beaten Derby's points, which is always good to see. <laughs> yeah, that's um, no problem. I say, I say to Dan, I said, whatever you do, Dan, get some more bloody points. You're not, you're not getting relegated with less than eleven and taking it off Derby. Um, to my mind, I think, I think for me, Newcastle are safe. Um, Brentford, yeah. Um, you see how Burnley do with their games in hand when they, when they, you know, had those two good games. I'm thinking, yep, yeah, this could be the turning point. The second half of the season, club. But they didn't capitalise on that, and there's no. It's like I said, us beating. Um, oh God, my mind's gone. Um, who did we beat before Leeds? God, uh, my, my mind. I'm getting old. I told you. Um, what did we draw against Wolves? No, we beat. We beat Burnley midweek. I also think yeah. I was getting midweek. Yes. Yeah. Um, Beating Burnley, 
wouldn't have won worth anything if we then didn't go out and beat Leeds, you know. And it's it's the same for Burnley. I'm a bit more confident for them than I was at the start of the season. Um, My only worry for Burnley is Everton's games in hand. Hmm. Games in hand, and if they were to win those games in hand, that would push them right up with Newcastle. Yeah, funnily enough, one of those oh, games in hand is against Burnley. Oh, okay, <laughs> and That's one of them against us, as it happens. Um, that Burnley Everton game is huge. I, I will ask you this every week, and we'll see how it changes. But again, which yeah. three do you see? I think. I don't think that mathematically it's an impossibility, but I do think Norwich are gone because I don't think they're yeah. going to make up. Yeah. Watford, again, points behind with more games played. So I, again, would have to assume they're going to go as well. Mm. And then it's any from Brentford, Leeds, Everton, isn't it? It is. Like I say, Everton have got those games in hand. Mm. <sighs> I think it is. I think, like you say, I think it's, I think it's Watford and Burnley and then anybody from... Uh, sorry, Watford and Norwich, sorry, and then any one of the four above them. Yeah. My only thing for Burnley is I don't think they're going to let many in. No. Like, I think they'll go defensively pretty solid. Everton, Leeds and even Brentford aren't probably going to do that. Yeah. So maybe that means Leeds. But yeah, I'm going to go Leeds. Well, yeah. I don't, for me, <laughs> I don't know. For Leeds, um, they've got the new manager in, and I know it's only one game, but you know, may, you know, maybe we should have scored more against them. They, you know, the goalkeeper had a good game. Um, I think they, they might just stay up, and I'd like to see them stay up because again, they've not had the success, and they've been down there in the third tier along with us, you know. Brentford, I want to stay up because, I, you know, I just love that small club, you know, doing well syndrome. And Newcastle, I just think they are. I think they've got too much now. So... Yeah, Newcastle are on the up as well. Like, I see them just getting more and yes. more momentum. Yes. I exactly. think Newcastle are fine. Yeah. I think Bright will be fine. I think they're going to have no points. We and Villa are obviously on the same points. Yeah. they've got the best in hand. <coughs> So, I, just, yeah. I, say, I think Norwich mathematically aren't, but I think they are. Watford, you see, to me, the appointment of Ranieri was wrong. Um, yes, he won the champion in Premier League with us. We know that, but that was very much on the back of what Pearson had done and, and the euphoria of staying up the season before. Uh, that, yeah. that said, we shouldn't forget what Ranieri did for us. Um, that... <laughs> But when he went to Fulham, he didn't keep them up. So what? The, why they thought he could do that at Watford, God only knows. Um, I think that's the problem with Watford, though, isn't it? Because I don't think there is any thought. It's just, no, well, he exactly. had success here, so he'll have success with us. And that's that's not how it works. That's not how things no. no. go. I, I mean, you know, they say the Italian, I mean, they're owned by Italians. The, the Italian way is to change every couple of seasons. Well, but, you know, Watford change it every couple of months. But... I do think Watford are going to go down. I don't think Roy's the manager that will will keep them up. Unfortunately, no. yes, he'll make them harder to beat, but I don't think you know that he'll make them into a winning team. Burnley, yeah, if Burnley win that game in hand. That'll put them on twenty four. That puts them five points behind. Yes, 
That's yeah. quite a lot this early on in the season. That's quite a lot. Mm. Then you say, but I don't know, Burnley, again, like you say, they will be tight at the back. They won't get the I mean, you're up against Chelsea, so, you know, but against teams outside the top four, then they're not going to be probably letting a, a, a lot of goals in. Leeds, the big thing with Leeds is their goal difference. That's what could really, really be the nail in their coffin. You know, minus 32 when, you know, Norwich are the only team that's worse than them. So, I've got. I, I can't. I can't pick one at the moment between Burnley, Everton, or Leeds. To be honest with you, I'm sorry for your uh, your mother. Is it your mother or your mother in law? <laughs> I'm sorry for her, but I, I wouldn't mind it being Everton. I wouldn't just to uh, just to, just to as they get one of those big teams down. They've never been. They've never been out the top flight while it's been the Premier League. So maybe it's time for them to do that. Um, yeah, as Terry said there, it could go down to the last day. There's some interesting matches towards the end. Norwich, Watford, Burnley all down for Chris. Yeah, I mean, it's been those three for a long, long time. But, um, Louise, we've got Arsenal coming up, but we've also got Rennes midweek. Um, yeah. Rumours that Fafana might be back. Um, yes, <laughs> I, I do worry the fact that are we expecting too much of him when he comes back? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's gonna, he's, we're suddenly we're gonna go up into fourth now, he's back, aren't we? You know, I, I just think yeah. that you know, you, we've seen Madison when he came back, and, and I think Brendan's got it right, he won't be throwing him in, I don't think, for the full 90 minutes. Yeah. He might get on the score a bit of game time at the end, but you don't know with Brendan. He just surprised us a few times. Uh, it, but like it, he eased him back in, but it still yeah. took a while to get his form back and what have you. Um, I think he'll play him from the start, and when he starts to tire, then take him off. Because I think he needs to get as many minutes as he can. Yeah, because then the quicker he'll get back up to match fitness. So for me, start him, and then when he starts to flag, it's a good argument. You know, then. it's one of two ways, isn't it? It is either start him yeah. and take him off when he's tired, or wait for the, see how we're doing, and then then put him on. Yeah. He is he is a major player though, and it will be so. It, it, I know it's an old cliche, but it will be like having a new signing, you yeah, know. Sure. And and I say he's committed to a new contract. Um, I'm a bit worried about Rens, to be honest with you, because they're not no, they're not Randers. <laughs> they're a different class to Randers. I just think we, whatever the, whether it's just by the single goal, we need to take, we need to get a win, don't we, with it being at home? Yeah, well, I think in any cup competition, you need to win your home games of, in some sort of description by some yeah. sort of amount. Um, but yeah, going away for the second leg is never ideal. It's not really what you want. You'd rather have the second leg at home. Yeah. But if they're going to go far in this tournament, they're going to have to get used to it. Yeah. It's <laughs> as simple yeah. as that. Yeah. So I think if Leicester play to the best of their ability, they'll win the game. So it just depends what Leicester we end yeah. up getting. I think what I what I was liked about the last few games is we, we've started to see that performance. Yeah. You know, when we lost, say, for example, to Forest. It hurt to lose, and you lose cup games. But yes, I'm sorry about this, but it was the performance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, when I, we went... I've seen Leicester lose to Forest lots of times, and it hurts yeah. every time, whether we play well or not. 
yeah, we had the great escape. And I live in Poole, and it was a seven and a half hour return journey to, to go and see a home game. And I had a season ticket at the time. And we got every time we went, me and my son, we lost, we lost, we bottom of the league. But we were fighting <laughs> and we were trying, we were putting those performances in. Um, and that's what you know, finally, I think we are, but let me say, we are getting players back. And then we got Arsenal at the weekend. Um, like I say, Arsenal, they are on a good run, but they've not really played anybody. They've all been those sort of lower half teams. And I guess Leicester are a lower half team. But, you know, we're, 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 we're at home to Arsenal. Oh, no, we're away to Arsenal. I think we are away. Um, I think, again, if Arsenal are going to get that fourth, they need to be beating those. Yes. We are the type of team they're going to need to be, especially at home, if they're going yeah. to get that fourth. Thanks. Yes, yeah. Terry, I'm a little bit worried you're going to bed with Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Does Kate know about this? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> what, what's going on up north? With the, <laughs> I tell you. We'll start at we'll, Leicester Till I Die dating site. That's what it will be. <laughs> Louise, I hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you so much for oh. coming on. Time's gone really quick, actually. It, it, well, you know what it's like when you get talking football, where does the night yeah. go? You know, absolutely loved having you on. Hopefully, Thanks, you're yeah. going to do this regularly with us. Yeah, um, we'll Yeah, or oh, next week we're back to the normal time that is, which is, is all right with you, nine o'clock on Monday. Nine o'clock Monday's better for me, actually, yeah. No, oh, good. There we go. It's only because of the way that things have worked out with quizzes and midweek games. But it's normally nine o'clock on Monday. Thank you so much. Uh, do you want to shout out any Twitter or Facebook how people can follow you, or do you not want to do that? No, I don't really do that, to be honest. You don't know. No, no, I don't really have social medias. Well, I do have them. I don't yeah. use them. Don't use I'm them. I'm obviously on Twitter, yeah. as you know, but I don't really. I wish I had your restraint. I really do. I really do. Hey, take care. You have a very exciting life, Chris. That's all. <laughs> hey, you want to see me? This is this is this is a good night for me doing these. I tell you, it's the only way I get to meet people. But but no, thank you so much for coming on. It's been great having you on. You obviously totally know your stuff, and I look forward to seeing you next Monday at nine o'clock. See you Monday at nine. Thanks very much, Louise. Take care. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Ah, thanks to Louise. Great, great guest and fantastic to have her co-presenting with me. Absolutely brilliant. It is sloppy seconds night tonight. So we're going to be back uh, tonight in about 40 minutes and when we will be doing the prediction show. So we've looked back, now we're looking forward. We're like a we're like a bad novel. You never know where we are. And I'm sure in that show we will have an update on how long since Tottenham won a trophy again. Thanks to everybody, as I say, thanks to Louise, thanks to everybody in the chat that joined in. Uh, really appreciate it. John, Terry, Chris, uh, Anthony, uh, Dan, when he popped in, Kate, thank you so much for popping in. Um, it, it is, and Mike as well, obviously, he popped in, and Mella. Um, we might still be talking next season, Mella. You never know. Thanks very much. I'll see you back here at nine o'clock. Good night. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.
Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.